everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 4. It's called Suddenly Human. So full spoilers for the episode as always. The premise of this episode is that the, the crew find a a young young man, a teenager, uh, named Jono, uh, uh, amongst Talarians on a Talarian ship, most of whom have, have died from the ship having a, I think it's like a, a leak of something, like they all, they all died, maybe some sort of gas leak, something Could have like been, that. yeah. I can't remember the exact cause. Yes, <laughs> honestly, the, the cause of death is not really that relevant. Uh, it, it wasn't something malicious, like, you know, it wasn't like a, yeah. a another entity that did it. I think that's what's the important part. It's an accident of some sort. So, but they're, they're, they're basically surprised to find a human amongst the, the Talarians, and uh, Jono as someone who turns out to be the the grandchild of an admiral but he was basically a survivor uh during the war between uh or at least an attack with the Talarians and this this uh, starfleet base or planet and he was taken in by a Talarian captain and raised that way which is a custom they have you know they, they take in children of their of their enemies yeah. to replace their own fallen children in because, combat because this captain had lost a child yeah. before he gets to take one of the enemies. So this is kind of their thing. So uh, the episode's really Picard and the crew kind of dealing with the idea of trying to convince this kid that he is human because he's very indoctrinated into the customs of this other race. And, you know, he makes these weird noises. He refuses to take his gloves off because he doesn't want to touch any, you know, quote-unquote aliens and stuff like that. And it's all about kind of... And then the sort of the, ap- the actual sort of political diplomatic dispute that ends up happening once the boy's father... Uh, shows up with the ship and is like, "Hey, give my son back! Are we going to war?" So that is the the gist of Suddenly Human. What did you think of the episode, Connor? Uh, I actually really like most of it. There's a section, kind of somewhere in the f- late in the first third or so, maybe early in the second third, where it's Picard trying to bond with him a little bit, and it's you know Picard not being comfortable being a dad. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I thought that bit wasn't too great um but all the late episode stuff uh you know once the 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 diplomatic stuff comes up and you know making the 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 kid kind of choose his his path uh i really liked all that stuff yeah i could see that i i definitely think the back half was a bit stronger than the first half uh it's kind of a frustrating episode for me because i think there's some stuff in it i really like there's some really nice ideas and kind of the ideas that Star Trek will sort of raise these questions and try and come to a a sensible answer, a humane answer uh, to, to how they tackle problems. And there's definitely beats in there that, that I really enjoy. But there's also, I think, some just portions where the Jono's like acting uh, kind of maybe gets in the way of some scenes I do think that there's kind of a missed opportunity here. There's one scene that he shares with Worf, and I felt like, given Worf's own upbringing in history, there should be a lot more comparisons being made between the two of them. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that, for sure. That felt like a weirdly missed opportunity to me. Uh, once the father shows up, though, and the actual dispute of the, the, the situation comes into play, uh, I, I thought it got a lot more interesting, and I think the resolution was kind of what i felt it needed to be because i actually was thinking before the ending that you know i think the right thing to do here might be to let the kid go back to the dad because he seems to be at this point a part of that culture as his own father says at one point you have reached the age of decision you know do you wish to you'll come home or stay with the federation and he chooses to 
to, to you know to go home and it's almost like you know, Picard and the, the, the crew are kind of saying well he's human so he belongs with his human family and uh yeah there's there's a whole part of the episode there where they kind of try and essentially emotionally blackmail him into deciding that what he wants is to stay with the humans so i was kind of i wouldn't say surprised per se because star trek often does the right thing but i wasn't necessarily sure if it was going to go down the path where picard realizes that he's maybe a little bit in the wrong by what he's doing here and says i've not really been listening to what he actually wants and it's this kind of thing where it's not like he was kidnapped and uh, one of the big points that's really made throughout the episode once we get to meet his father is that no he does care for him because uh, there's, there's an implication early on uh crusher finds injuries you know old injuries on his body and suggests that he may have been abused and it, you know, it has this dark pretense to a lot of the episode at that point and then yeah. when picard actually brings it up to the dad when he meets him face to face and he describes the injuries that he that they found he, he just starts laughing and says yeah, he got that one because he was trying to impress me in this jousting combat, and he got that and one, one when where he was... like fell out a tree or something. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is all yeah, perfectly. Kids get injured. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, a bit heightened here because like apparently like you're trained to be a warrior is a big thing in this culture, and he's trying to impress his father, be being the best warrior, maybe even trying to compensate for the fact that he's he's biologically not the same as everyone else. So he's trying to prove himself and getting himself injured. And you actually, and then it is worth mentioning that it's his own father, the, the adopted father, who gives him the choice. And you kind of believe that if the if they did, if Jono said, "I kind of want to go with them and sort of explore my human ancestry and meet my grandmother who's still alive and and so on," that he might have actually just accepted that answer and left. I'm pretty sure he yeah. would have, as he kind of points out. I know he's reached the age of decision, as they keep putting it, and uh, it, it's he would have respected that choice i think and you know not have caused a huge diplomatic incident it, it was more if they didn't give him the choice and they kind of decided for him that's when he was gonna you know have to have a bit of a confrontation yeah the actor who played the dad by the way it was bugging me where i knew him from i've seen him on a bunch of, he was in day of the dead he was in lethal weapon 2 i think he's just one of those guys who's kind of popped up around uh, a it's bunch all of stuff. over the place yeah uh but you know i recognized him uh pretty yeah, quickly yeah, me too uh no like I, so I thought that stuff was really strong and it gets kind of dark towards the end because it's after this choice has been made where he says well I'm going to give the humans a choice now if they don't give you back because you've now made your choice then it might lead to war and John was like I'm prepared to die we then you know have Picard kind of actually successfully bond with them because uh, he, cause he's getting frustrated because Picard won't, won't, won't let him play his ridiculously weird music that relaxes him he won't let him make this this noise that Hilarians make that relaxes them as i need to get my you know i can't you know do anything that i do at home to you know get my stress out i can't do any of this I, and this is you know part of where i thought the dialogue and the acting was a little bit ropey because he's like i feel like if i don't do anything soon i'm going to die that uh, was the line and it kind of stuck out it was a little bit awkward to me and yeah. picard takes him to presumably the holodeck for some futuristic uh racquetball <laughs> squash <laughs> big fan of squash basically it's like a laser ball and they've got this these fancier and there's yeah, nothing there's really... like specific targets you have to hit rather than just in the you know the wall i don't think they were actually hitting those targets so i'm just going to put that out there uh it seemed like this he said that before they started playing i don't think anything in the actual scene of them playing suggested they were doing that but i mean the targets were lighting up when the ball went towards it i think there's some geography in the scene being played with here 
I don't, yes, probably. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, but you know, he, he, uh, Jono breaks down crying in the middle of all this, and then Picard takes him to to turn forward. And I was not expecting a scene of Wesley Crusher getting. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is: a facial <laughs> from a banana split. <laughs> Which makes Riker and Picard burst out laughing and confuse his data and, immensely. And data doesn't understand. They're like, go, go look up slapstick, and he's like, oh yeah, hits the cake in the face. And it's like, well, yep, there it is. Yes. Uh, Wesley saying that banana splits one of the best things in the universe made it really sound unappealing to me. I don't know. Something about Wesley endorsing something that heavily. Yeah, I think we've been over this before as well. Like, you've never had one, right? A banana split specifically? No. Uh, yeah. You only know this because it came up in Stargirl. <laughs> was that where it was? I knew yeah. it was in something. Because we had this, and, you know, like, you know I, I'm not because I don't like bananas. One of the only fruits I just can't stand. Yeah. No, all but the ice cream that hit him was all blue tinged. And I assume that's not necessarily a normal thing for a banana split. It's just they had some fancy because, blue ice cream. Because Star Trek. Because Star Trek, perhaps, yes. Oh, maybe it's like, I don't know. Is, is there such a thing as blueberry ice cream? I don't know. I've never... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've had blue ice cream in the past. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. it's just it's just food coloring, right? Oh yeah, it's sure. Not hard. Um, I'm sure I've had a flavor that's utilized that, but I suspect this was just normal ice cream that was blue because it's Star Trek and it look it has to look a little bit futury. Or because in the first take it looked far too much like jizz hitting his face, and they thought we have to make this blue to make it feel a bit less sexual. <laughs> that is also a very strong possibility. <laughs> what was it going with this okay so but then that night jo- jono tries to seemingly kill picard although i mean one of the questions i had immediately was like because they say it like uh he hit the oh what did they say it hit his sternum and yes uh, uh, you know that, that so it wasn't that bad because it didn't you know go through that and all i thought was well he's a he's, he's been training his life to be a warrior he doesn't know where to stab someone properly but then, of course, that's okay because the whole point is, is that he actually he's essentially trying to commit suicide. He he thinks that if he if he tries to kill a superior officer, you know, the captain in this case, that the captain will kill him. You know, he'll be sentenced to death because that's the the rules that he expects. And so when Picard, you know, lying there like saying, "Hey, I need to know why you did this," like you know, this seemed like it was fine. Um, he says he he basically feels guilty that. The closer he gets to Picard and pulls away and, and sort of abandons everything his father was like gave it gave him and taught him, he he just couldn't live with that. And this is something he's been tor- torn between two worlds. Now, of course, this would be very different. Of course, if let's say his father died in like a fight or something and they found him, of course, at that point they'd have to try and sort of, you know, bring him into the Federation and have mm-hmm. him kind of like get used to the life because where else is he going to go? But this is a case where he's had an adoptive father who seems to, in, in the context of their own system, has raised them well, and he cares to, seems to care about his father, wants to be there, and that's what he's, you know, been, he's had his eyes set on his whole life, and Picard even at one point when he's monologuing to, to Troy, which I did laugh at the start of that speech because he's like, I don't know if you know this, uh, Council Troy, but I feel uncomfortable around children. She's like, <laughs> it's oh, like, no really? shit. Oh, really, Captain? Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, no. She's just conveniently never been in the room while while there's been children there and never noticed. No, I think she clearly noticed. Oh, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. Of course she does. Uh, he he hates having kids on on his on his bridge. That was like the first rule of the show. Of course <laughs> he's uncomfortable with them. 
but uh, you know, so he, he tells a story about how he, he was always determined to be in Starfleet and nothing shook him from that to the point where he never really had a proper childhood because he was so hell bent on his goals. Uh, and that's kind of some of that, you know, that kind of relates to Jono a little bit and the way he's sort of focused on being the best warrior he can be, almost to the point where the, the, the entire race of Talarians seem to promote this this sort of dedication. Uh, and Picard almost was kind of like that as he was growing up. So maybe, because, what, 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 I mean, as much as you don't like this bit where he's trying to bond with him, I did like the scene where uh, Troy explains that he's going to have to try and be a father figure to him. Because um, one of the things that does come up is that he is absurdly sexist. Uh, the the Talarian uh, culture is very patriarchal. Yes. Um, <laughs> how do I end this word? How do I end this word? Um, but, you know, and he is very, like, every time Crusher tries to speak to him or, or Troy tries to speak to him, he is very, shall we say, uh, uncooperating. And Picard's like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, I can't do this. No, 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 no. And every time, uh, in fact, one of my favorite line deliveries of the whole episode is when he sees his grandmother in, in the live call, or not even a live call, it's just a video message. And he says, she was wearing a Starfleet uniform. And he's like, yes. Like, what rank is she? And he's like, Admiral. And he turns to Picard and says, she outranks you? And he's like, yes. Like, I don't know. His line delivery of that just, I thought was perfect. <laughs> it was like, that's perfect. The, kind the, of, the, of course. The actual shock of it. Oh, you mean from from Picard as well? From Picard, not the kid. The kids. No, I, I actually thought the kid's story at this point was one of his best points. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, his the, best. The, the sure. Shock. Yeah. But if we're comparing him to Jean, uh, to, oh. <laughs> to Patrick Stewart as well, basically. No, of Jean. course, compared to Patrick Stewart, I thought you meant. I, I thought you were talking about you know the kid's best delivery, not just the best in general. I, I guess I wasn't that interested in talking about the kid's best deliveries, but I, I, I will concede that yes, this is probably one of his better moments, performance-wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. Yes, for. Uh, I mean, the stuff with Picard in this section of the episode, I, I, I like the stuff with him being uncomfortable when he's kind of on his own, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, with Troy or whatever, but the stuff where he's actually interacting with the kid and being a little bit more awkward, mm. I, I didn't get too much out of that for the most part. Um, you know, that, this moment you talk about here, that, that was perfectly fine. But a lot of it, like, you know, when all the musics go in, for example, and he's, he's just, he just doesn't know what to do. I'm just, yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. Yeah, that's fair. It's all a bit repetitive, Bill, because there's a couple of scenes where he walks in and either they're making the noise or the music's on and he kind of just has to yell to get them to shut up. Like, yeah. He kind of does the same thing a couple of times. Uh, and there is the one scene with Worf where he says, you're a Klingon and you you follow the orders of a, a female officer. Because that's the thing. He doesn't refer to himself as a male, but he keeps referring to the ladies as females. Like, he says, I'm a man and they're females. Like, he, it's very I- incel of him. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. Uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's just that language difference there. So, I mean, the script is good in that sense, that it, that it has that little difference there that really tells you how he thinks. It really it's gives a, you a sense a, of it. And it's not like necessarily saying this kid's a terrible person. It's just culturally this is what he has lived his entire life, so he doesn't know any better. Yeah, and your wharf's like, she's my superior officer. Uh, and... This is where I'm, I'm. I was almost wishing for follow-up scenes with Worf, where Worf kind of explains how he he both kind of acknowledges his Klingon heritage. Because I think this for Jono at the end, because I think the ending is quite sweet. Where Picard comes out of the bridge and says, "No, I'm going to give you him back. This was the mistake was ever thinking that we could convert him. You know that he's he's clearly a part of this life. This is what he wants to be." And you know the, the ending itself is quite sweet because he finally takes off his gloves and he touches Picard's head and sort of gives him this sort of goodbye. And it's. What I think this episode does for Jono 
is it kind of gives him this avenue where he can at least appreciate where he does come from. Kind of like how Worf has always been very interested in exploring his Klingon roots, even though he was raised by humans and yeah, part of human culture. I think the big difference between you know Worf and Jono is Worf remembers, you know, being Klingon essentially, mm. uh, whereas Jono doesn't remember being a human. He he, you know, he was too young. He has no memories of that time. He never knew anything else. Whereas Worf actually, you know, he actively, you know, we learn, you know, he actively resisted, you know, human food, for example, because he didn't want to let go of his culture. Yeah, uh, and you um, know, I think uh, this is like his chance to kind of respect that part of him, like, because uh, sure. at the start of this episode, he's not willing to even acknowledge that he is anything but you know pure Talarian. Like he, yeah. he is like abhorrent at the idea that you're telling me I came from somewhere else. Mm. Um, it, seemingly he's just never questioned why he looks a little different to to everyone else and they still i mean to our right. eyes they look pretty human still but there are there's little differences yeah it, it might even be a case of he knows the truth he knows he's human um you know like i say you know this is a, a cultural thing where they can take the you know the, the kids of the enemies so it, it's it's probably like he knew that was the truth and he wasn't biologically you know mm. his, his father's son but more just he, he didn't want to acknowledge it because he, you know culturally he thinks of himself you know as, as Tolarian. He and he didn't want to you know take that away Oh yeah, culturally, this may just be such an accepted thing that you you, you yeah. even think about, you even question your bio, biological like source. It's a very um, it's it's very Roman actually, uh, in 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 this sense, you know, ancient Rome, where they would adopt in from other, you know, other other countries, you know, places they they conquered, adopted in, and they mm-hmm. would become Roman. You know, they would, for all intents and purposes, think of themselves as Roman and nothing else. And and this is kind of the same thing here, where uh, I'm assuming Talarians, they, they might actually be, you know, a lot of other races, you know, that, that have been adopted, you know, in, oh, in yeah, the same yeah. way. So maybe him looking different isn't that unusual. Uh, there's not like this pure-blooded kind of argument, so to speak, more just he he never really even had to confront that he wasn't Talarian until this because, you know, that's just what Talarians are. And I thought performance from his father was quite good. Uh not only in the scene where he's with Picard and, and with Jono himself, but as, as well at the ending when he there's a genuine sense of relief. Because if at one point, uh, just on the bridge of the Enterprise, when like you know Riker and Data and whoever are talking about stuff, they're saying, hey, yeah, their ships are kind of, you know, they're not that great. Like, they don't compare to the Enterprise at all. We, we, we'll yeah. wipe the floor with them. It'll be a massacre. And... There's a genuine sense of relief at the end. Not, and I'm not saying that release because he knew he was going into a losing fight. More like he was willing to wage this fight that seemed so imposing for his son because he cared that much because that's what it meant to him. And when Picard says, I'm giving your son back, he's genuinely thankful. And he, he does want to... He doesn't have actually want income. to fight. But, yeah. you know, he, he just wants his, his, his son, unless he's kind of like, you know, on a bound to go through with his threats. Yeah. So... There's a lot of really great stuff in the episode. Uh, it's just some of the earlier scenes with Jonah, or Jono, I should say. Jonah. It's, it's really easy to just say Jonah instead of Jono. Uh, like, just s- some of the performance stuff, maybe some missed opportunities, especially with the Wharf connection. Uh, maybe a little repetition in the kind of Picard Jono early relationship. But once it actually gets to the meat of it in the second half, there is a lot of really fascinating character stuff to kind of look into and 
kind of the morality of well at this point it's not like he was just taken a, like a, a month ago and he's got a grandma to go and see he's grown up in this lifestyle he's grown up in this culture this is how he sees himself and ultimately he's at an age as well where as his own father puts it he, he can make that choice for himself now yeah um, and yeah. i think ultimately for me like i don't really disagree with any of your complaints there yeah i think maybe i just like the back half a little bit more than it outweighs yeah, in, you know, in, in my mind, a bit more than, than than it does for you, I guess. It's the kind of thing where in, in real life, let's say like parents are you know, are getting a divorce, and technically someone who's fifteen isn't legally old enough to have a say in where they go, but they're at the point where if the parents are decent people, they should probably let them have a say in it because at that age they're already at a point where they're probably going to have an opinion, and they're not, they know what they want to do at that yeah, point. Yeah, they're not little kids anymore. They they might not be ready to make some big life choices, but ultimately, they're picking A or B here. Especially that said, I I do know some people who've you know gone through this and been offered that choice and hated it because really? <laughs> because they like both their parents, right? They, they, and and now they're being forced out, you know. <clears throat> They don't want to choose one, and then the other one think that, oh, well, they don't like me as much. Yeah. I think it's maybe easier, and maybe why you should give them more of a choice if, say, one's moving away, so it's about staying with all your friends, and like, or maybe it's about staying at a certain school for, you know, academic reasons or something, whatever sure. it may be. But yeah. Uh, but the idea that you're not forced to just go with one because of some, you know, either because the parents have decided it that way or because the law is saying, hey, this one gets custody. If it's particularly messy, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, which obviously happens. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, uh, there's there's definitely a, like a lot of like a curve where you get to a certain age and you're sort of mid-teens where yeah, there's still stuff you shouldn't be deciding, but there's definitely some stuff you're starting to be old enough to have a say in. Uh, yeah, not the the final say, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But more, you, you get cons- you know your opinion gets considered at least in in theory. Yeah, because if if you if you totally hate one parent and you're then forced to go with that parent you're just going to be miserable and it'll you know you will act out you will you know yeah. it will be this unpleasant uh thing so i don't know i mean uh, uh, i mean I, I was always pretty lucky that i had the the choice when this happened to me so uh, yeah, yeah well, that went well <laughs> was there ever an indication you wouldn't have the choice i think there was you know at first because i, I was about 13 so you know slightly younger i guess than than kind of what we're talking about Mm. Um, so it was a well, you know, do, does he have a choice at that point? I guess was the conversation you know between my parents because it was you know just on the on the cusp, and, I, you know, and I'm the oldest of the of the three mm. of us. So it was like, well, you know, and it, but ultimately I did. Um, so it worked out right. There you go. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm the one that actually put, has to put up with you. I don't know if I necessarily agree that the back half of the parenting years went well well i would say <laughs> I, ultimately i am happier and i don't give a shit about you so no one cares about your happiness this is all about me me I, me, I know, me. Right? that's why i said for me it, I'm, I'm perfectly content with you being miserable well well I guess I guess we're at the end of the, the review. <laughs> I, I guess we are. Yeah. Yes, I, I think we talked about everything we we wanted to. I think we actually did it quite in depth, maybe. Yeah. No, I was. I mean, I think that's a lot of solid points. I think overall, it's a it's a very net positive episode. There's just, you know, it's actually got a lower rate than IMDb than I would have thought. It's a one of the lower ones. What is that? It's a six point five. That surprises high. me. I'd have thought 
This deserves uh, to at least be in the low sevens. Yeah, I'd have thought in the sevens as well for this. One that's not maybe the complete knockout of the park, but has a lot of strong qualities, but... Yeah. Yeah. Said, for me, the, the back half really outweighs the problems in the first half overall, that I, I kind of come out you know, going, oh, I really like the point and everything it does, uh, even yeah, if it's a little bit clunky at start. I, I do like a lot of it. I, I don't want it to sound negative, because I do think the episode overall is quite good. It's just, you know, there's definitely some things to point out mm. and, and sort of nitpick at. Anyway, next time, uh, we're doing an episode called Remember Me. And here's a description on IMDb. Dr. Crusher's fear of losing loved ones becomes real when her worries create an alternate reality. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Wait, does this mean we get to see Wesley die? Ooh. Do you know what? My first thought was we were going to have some terrible evil Wesley or something that, that's come about because of her, you know, her fear isn't that he's dead, it's that he's this terrible, terrible adult. Uh, <laughs> that's what he's become. Her, her, her terrible parenting, you know, led to him being awful. Uh, but I'll take him dying. We make it a Wesley. I mean, it won't be real. It won't last, obviously, because it's alternate reality. But, but it'll be satisfying. Yeah, it'll be a fun thing to see. Uh, no, so we'll see what Remember Me is. Uh, and apologies for the week gap. Uh, we had some uh, difficulties recording stuff last week. Uh, so, uh, for the uh, this is the weird thing is that the public got a new episode because that was early in Patreon a week before. So, the Patreon didn't get one last week, but the public won't get one this week. Whereas you all, you get this one. So, I know that's confusing, and, but and it makes when sense. Pete says you there, if you are the public, you got one, la- you, you didn't get one last week either. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It works out, yeah. Regardless of who you are, you didn't get one last week. The point being is that... Uh, it's just a different week. Like, Yeah, the gap was different for everyone, depending yeah. <laughs> if you're a patron or not. But anyway, uh, so we'll see you next time for Remember Me. Uh, so there you go. That is uh, that is our Star Trek discussion. So let us know what you think in the comments. Please do a like. Like is the nice, easy, free way to support us. You can, of course, also do so over at patreon.com slash TV for a little bit of money for as little as $1 per month, in fact, and get some bonuses for your trouble. And in fact, at the five dollar tier, you get early access by a week to these episodes, as I was kind of awkwardly explaining a minute ago. Um, so go and have a look and see if you're interested. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, and remember, when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Clover, <laughs> Clover. What was that? Wesley Clover. <laughs> Wesley Clover. Something. Something. Something money shot on face. He's never looked half here.